how many cups of coffee does it take to get full wake fail spawner? Like a pot. God, I can't imagine myself on a full pot of coffee. That's, I do not want to meet that, Justin, at all. What? <laughs> what? Hey everybody, welcome to the Split Decision Podcast, episode 2. Uh, it is barely January 18th. Well, I guess barely is in, it's almost over. Uh, it's, it's 11 at night. We, we chose the prime hour uh, to get a friend of ours on the show with us and bring bring a few thoughts to you guys. Uh, if you're finding this episode, thank you. Hopefully you caught episode 1 as we try and continue the mission to consistently put out episodes. Uh, we I think we said twice a week last week. Clearly we didn't hit that goal, so we're going we're gonna to go with once a week for the future. Uh, but again, uh, the Split Decision Podcast covers anything from majors to patch notes for really any game that you can think of that has an esports scene and really it can be played casually, uh, as we've we've learned before. Uh, but again, my name is Gable Kai. Uh, I'm kind of like the MC slash guy that just doesn't stop talking on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> with me and the one laughing in the background is Justin Scano. How's it going, buddy? It's going great. Love it. And we actually have somebody who's a full-time streamer and actually uh, makes it work, unlike the millions that uh, try that and fail, uh, The Fail Spawner on Twitch. And you can find him on Twitter at The Fail Spawner, uh, name also Wiley. But Fail, how's it going? Heard you just woke up today, right? It's going pretty good. I'm tired, but I'm ready. You just rested, though. You just rested. Gotta be... It's got to be. Got to go through that wake up stage. Still. Yeah, that's that true. Tired stage. I haven't had a full cup of coffee yet. Okay. There you go. We'll find. So how we'll many? Find. How many cups of coffee does it take to get full wake fail spawner? Like a pot. God, I can't imagine myself on a full pot of coffee. That's. I do not want to meet that Justin at all. What? <laughs> what brand of coffee? While we're on that topic. Folgers. Right. Oh, classy. See, that's classy. what I go with. No, you both. Yeah, you're both on the Folgers bandwagon. Am I the pretentious one for having Duncan then? Is that like Duncan yeah. Jacobs? Okay. All right. Well, guys, we've got a few broad segments for you lined up. Um, before we get to that point, though, uh, again, it's twitch.tv, the fail spawner. Uh, fail, tell us a little bit about your channel and, and what helped you make the, the dream for Twitch happen for you. Exactly. Yeah, so my channel's mainly uh, just me being good at games. I don't really have a, you know, I'm not that guy with the crazy personality or anything like that or, you know, personas or anything. I'm just that guy that gets on games and headshots fools, you know what I'm saying? So I, uh, I started Shroud streaming Jr. in February. Yeah, pretty much is what people compare me to. But uh, I started streaming in February and just uh, took off from there. Awesome. What games uh, did you start off playing that you feel got you like up in the ranks of being good you you would say uh well and i started playing pc games i really started playing like counter-strike and uh counter-strike mainly i have a lot of hours in kind games like i don't know arma stuff like that mainly first person shooters what drives you to for, what, what made you choose shooters were you just like a just liked fps when i was little i always used to watch my dad play uh the call of duties he'd buy them for me for christmas or my birthday or whatever and i would just sit there and watch him play for you know, I'll, I would never play the games myself. I would make my dad play them. So that I think that's what got me into first-person shooters the most. Not like bad, not bad. Call of Duty One came out in like what two thousand and three? Yeah, something like that. Ish, I think. I can't remember like what... the Ghost Recon's. Okay, so I can yeah. never play those games. I can never play Ghost Recon games. SOCOMs, all those kind of games. I played SOCOM a lot. I remember the SOCOM PlayStation. Was it two PlayStation Two era? Yeah, uh, so right on. Was well, the shit. 
Yeah, if, if, if you guys are a fan of, of, of someone just constantly, and I quote, headshotting fools, uh, again, check out his Twitch channel. I, I've tried to catch your stream, but if you stream mainly at night, that's probably why yeah. I haven't caught it so far. So if you guys are night owls or uh, if you typically work the, the late night shift and you, you have a day off and you're just trying to find something to do, check out his channel. Clearly, Resident let sleeper. me know how it is because I'll be asleep probably. Let me know how it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm there all the time. Yeah. I'm there all the time lately. Uh, but right on. And I... And, uh, fail i've got a, a massive counter-strike background too so uh, uh prop, props to you for going down that route it's uh well as as of right now questionably a good game now that they went to the free-to-play model but uh justin was telling me that you've primarily gone into the hunt showdown uh sect for the most part right yeah so when i started streaming in february i, I basically started streaming hunt showdown and i've played it since and uh yeah that game is really good too bad it's just got a really small player base right now and it's it's a little rough on the edges but it's really well i just actually a buddy of mine that has been ridiculously busy with school uh we were talking last night about a game we could play together that had some form of progression scheme that was a shooter and and not something that you really had to worry about committing or grinding to so we actually both bought hunt showdown last night so you can add that player base now with two more um, oh yeah, really. but uh, we were wondering. Like it? Uh, it's it's good. It's creepy as as hell. I don't like horror films at all. So the uh, but the I, I really like the the concept of of the hunts. Pretty neat. Um, I think they did a, a great job with sound design. Um, you always feel vulnerable for the most part, unless you probably have the familiarity with the game that you do. So for two total scrubs that just walked into it to figure it out, uh, it was really interesting. I'm I'm wondering though in the trainee portion because in the beginning it says you're you know you're there isn't really much risk when you're in your first, I think it's 16 levels or 15 levels. Um, but we got all the way to the end, killed the spider, got away with the bounty. We didn't run into one player. So either we didn't have any other players in the map with us or they died <laughs> very early on. I don't know. But no one really contested us the whole time. Uh, other yeah, than you'll, you'll start seeing more players once you reach like level 20 or get out of that level 15 zone because it's queuing you with all the other players that are in the trial basis or whatever, you know, gotcha. there's not a whole lot That's that. And they probably just, just a bunch of freaking pansies running around with their heads cut off. Yeah. not knowing what to do. Yeah, no, it was, it was terrifying, especially without going through anything online. And there's, for those of you guys who haven't played the game, all of the, it has a zombie element to it. So if you like that it, on that merit alone, it's, it's worth buying. But, uh, there was a one mob in particular that's just called a hive. And it's just this like weird, ghastly woman looking skeletal thing that has her head broken off hanging off her shoulder and then if you get too close just a ridiculous amount of just bugs fly out of her chest and attack you and poison you and disorient you and we did not see that coming at all <laughs> and we were already low in our first game and we both got attacked by like three hives because we tried to melee them <laughs> like geniuses and then when we got into the next loading screen it was like if you run into a hive make sure to stay at a distance and we're like oh thanks game could have used that here. screen last time it's funny to hear you talk about this because when I watch uh, Fail play and all that, like I, I know exactly the beast you're talking to, and I don't think I've ever seen him run to an encounter with a PVE and just been like, "Oh no, it's this." He just like runs through it, like it's, yeah. you know, it's a brush, it's a brush off his shoulder. He's like, "Yeah, it's gonna aggro this way. I'm gonna do this or do something yeah. else." Well, that's the that's the scrub lord versus the guy that's got a year in the game, know, essentially. Right? It's so um, different. But and thanks for going uh, going on our little game outside of esports subject matter with us guys. But we do have a first segment, believe it or not. We do try and organize this show at least somewhat. Um, there was an article out recently that uh, some League of Legends teams, and uh, we we can look up which ones in particular. But ultimately, um, 
a, a few car manufacturers actually are providing sponsorships. Now, I know that I think it was, uh, what team was it in CSGO? Um, Astralis, I think, had an Audi uh, sponsorship a year ago or so. So I'd seen something like this before, but I thought it was kind of odd, personally. I think I think any revenue for any of these teams is great uh, for what they're trying to accomplish, but just the type of sponsorship was a bit odd. Uh, granted, I guess everyone uses cars, but gamers typically are also not the most... Uh, to go outside. Loaded. Well, yeah, that, but also uh, loaded uh, of the... <laughs> fan bases for anything that has advertising um so i thought it was i don't know if it was it was if it was an attempted stretch by these gaming organizations or if it was the, the manufacturers themselves were like hey look at this market we want to get in there uh, but just thoughts guys what, what do you think of as far as big brands entering esports just out of the blue what do you think of it mainly being car manufacturers first uh well for me i've Personally, I'm. I mean, anything that, of course, like you said, that grows esports as a brand or recognized anything. The, the moment I see a commercial of like a gamer and a car, first of all, is going to be the thing is like, oh, people go outside. That's kind of weird. But also, second of all, <laughs> it's going to be like, ah, you know what? That's growth. I'm going to take it. It's not really a big problem to me. I don't see it. I don't see it being a problem as it's like. I just look at it as more money coming in and more brand support. It's a little weird. I don't see. I don't see the uh, connection as much, except for the fact of maybe the fact that it's showing how much esports is growing for the fact they're like, we want our name on that. We want our name on that a lot right now because of viewership. But um, as far as that, I'm pretty happy about that. And especially in the chance to see like other big um, names, not just like car brands, but just other names in general um, also want to put their name on there because then uh, more of the market grows and, I feel like that'll definitely help esports orgs as themselves grow. And especially if more people, uh, not just like League of Legends as they are joining League of Legends right now, um, it would see, how do I, how do I word this? It would be more, hmm, I ran it, uh, more orgs going with the, uh, what is the word? I'm, I'm drawing the blank right now that the LCS just did um, with the, um, it's the same thing the NFL does as far as like their orgs all being in a uh, uh, competitive scene. Like there's uh, the NFL has the East and West Coast or whatever conference. Cause, yeah, conferences and stuff like that. Kind of, kind of, the, kind of like that similarities and more branding for that. And the more orgs will feel <clears throat> the necessity to form more of a founding on teams and not just being like open and stuff like that. And like many teams just like jumping on the bandwagon fair enough fail thoughts uh, it's definitely it's definitely weird but uh i mean like justin was saying you know it's growth so i don't see the problem yeah i i, I i'm sure there's something on paper that says it's an awesome idea and granted um i'm sure the teams are like shut up we'll take you know a car or whatever they get probably some some kind of payment for for wearing their logo proudly on their their shiny little esports uniform, but I don't know. I just, I just thought it was kind of bizarre. But it, it's news, so good, good for those league teams that picked it up. I would, I would like to know like how much of the branding and like joining uh, these organizations, these teams, how much of that is going to the org to help pay, um, pay player salaries and how and you know because I'm assuming, assuming that that would be a major part as most of most of the money that pays a 
you know, their players besides tournament earnings and stuff like that is from their sponsorships and brand deals that they make. So it would, it would be interesting to know how big of an impact those cars signing, like mm-hmm. those dealership, you know, signings are actually um, paving way for how much they can offer players and how much these like fanatic, you know, like fanatics already a big enough organization where they can offer most anybody that they want a number that they want, like a big enough number that they want to where they get, they get the players that they want. So it's not like money's a big deal for fanatic to when it comes to like paying player salaries, it shouldn't be. And then, or even, uh, origin who is also a big team in EU for LCS. Um, like I would, I would like to know what the, uh, bigger, the, the under behind the curtains, um, part is for that. I mean, That'd could be there be could there be any kind of negative for getting a certain sponsor? Uh, I mean, if there's a lot of red tape saying this has to be done this way, or you know, if politics, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, mainly well, if I mean, like every time a player interviews, they have to like smile, and every third word right. is Kia, you know, things like right. that. Or if all of a sudden we're getting thirty commercials between every round, of, that'd be. So I I think. And and I'm not saying that's that's a concern per se, but that's definitely where it would be a little annoying, probably. I'm, I mean, speaking now that you say that, that's that's already happened in the NALCS with uh, State Farm when State Farm and LCS, uh, the NALCS rebranded and they started their uh, branding last year uh, for 2018. Um, State Farm was a big sponsor, and everything was State Farm. I mean, like let's go over to the State Farm analyst desk, the State Farm best play of the game, State Farm this, State Farm this. So it was like. When you say it like that, that was kind of a red flag for me because it's like, ah, oh, of course, it's State Farm. And then there's the meme. It's like the khakis. It's just like they're egging this so much. But it's working. But it's working. <laughs> because, I mean, they are. They're like, they, they put that on there. And then it's like, they get they get their brand out there. And it, I, I don't know how many play. I mean, they started offering, I think, uh, insurance to gamers. Like Geico was starting to do that on the commercial for Twitch for a while. They had that... Uh, that gamer insurance type thing. It's like, you're a gamer, you need insurance or something like that. I, I don't remember the, the ad exactly, but Geico did it. And then State Farm was like, uh-uh, Geico, we're jumping on that. <laughs> so it's like, it's it, like these, the brands are, are fighting for it for, because they know that the viewership on esports is up there. Not even just uh, LCS. I'm, <clears throat> I mean, the last time I watched a CSGO, like their brands, not besides obvious, the like Red Bull and, you know, all the um, esports yeah. basic equipment stuff like there's these newer brands just trying their best to get in on this viewership they want eyes on their brand which is great business for great business move for them and hopefully it doesn't bite us in the butt hopefully it just keeps gaining viewership because maybe people outside of esports and like i would say i want to say more adults but like Obviously, I feel like in our generation, the adults are merging to where there's a lot of adult gamers out there now to where I would have to say like older than adults, but that's even more rude. So we'll just keep it as hopefully people start to see that esports is a big deal. Yeah, I would agree. I think I was actually looking at esports players earnings because, um, Justin, you actually kind of set up a a really interesting segue uh, that... I was going to kind of fill our second segment with when we were discussing off air what we kind of had in mind for that. And granted, uh, fail, even though you're a full-time streamer, you can probably relate to as a streamer, the worries of, of inconsistent income. 
yeah, uh, from from numbers fluctuating. So here's the thing, and and I know Justin that you're somewhat of a sports fan. Um, Fail, I assume you probably in some capacity follow professional sports. I'm guessing not at all. Not at all. Okay, well, <laughs> that's fine. Are you Straight sarcasm or, or, or literally you just no, don't? Literally, I don't care. <laughs> okay, well, we'll try and make this work. And <laughs> in comparison, the, I guess the, the thing I'm the thing I wanted to get at it, and it was a, a few articles we were reading last week when we were kind of getting this show kind of set up was concerns. Um, and again, we aren't journalists. We we just read stuff they write. Concerns that uh, some pretty big names in the community had in esports in general regarding the lack of regulation with salaries uh, for both uh, esports, you know, we'll use professionals in quotations, and just just the players themselves, and how the, obviously it lacks transparency for the most part, unless you just try and count together tournament winnings. Salaries are always kind of a question mark regarding what teams are actually paying out. And I say that's interesting because you now have these teams in League of Legends and probably other uh, other platforms as well that are picking up major sponsors or their organizations are. And then you're curious what percentage of said sponsorship are they actually going to be receiving as far as income? Or instead, does the company then just take that money and use it as an expense to increase their profit margin, or use it for expenses to increase their you know, profit margin. the perfect margin. org that fits that, like, persona to a T, almost. Yeah, and I, I guess that this was leading to a question, but are I guess between the two of you, and, and just esports in general, are you content with how things are done currently as far as how the players are taken care of, the fact that it's pretty easy for a player to be... Um, taken off of the team and just dropped for somebody else because i think one of my biggest complaints with esports is how in professional sports you can typically kind of i won't say emotional see investment but you, you have the treatment well that but you also kind of have an investment with a team because you get familiar with their roster to the extent you can see their progression um you know you can remember great games they've had but every time I step away from Counter-Strike and I come back, all the players have just... It's like they were all put in a hat and then someone just drew out names. <laughs> and that's that's your pro teams. It's it's insane how, how quickly those rosters shake up. Uh, so, I don't know. But as far as from what you guys have seen, do you, do you wish that between... We'll, we'll use CSGO as an example, but Justin, you can you can draw from whatever pool you want. Do you wish rosters and do you, do you wish the esports rosters were more static due to regulation so players didn't have to be moved as much and do you wish that the pay for these players was more transparent than what it actually is now i 100 percent think that that should be a thing 100 percent, just because of well to an extent i guess actually now that i say it out loud and think about it but um as far as like rosters i feel like especially with fps and wiley i'm sure you can understand exactly where this comes mm -hmm. from and matt you too of course um when it comes to an fps like skill gap shift so often based off of the one person that decides to be creative and discover something either new or um just uh, a play style that decides to work in any kind of shooter um and that opens up like room for other people to learn that and then uh, master that and make it better. So especially 
in an FPS, the roster change is so different just because people have to be compatible with other people. And if you decide to change up your play style just a little bit, then another person may not be as adaptable to that play style. So you want, you need to find someone else that is adaptable to play style. And, the, and then it's just like kind of a downward spiral from there. I feel, especially with attitude and all that stuff on the side, like FPS, FPS personas change so aggressively and so fast that they're almost needed to be able to change just at the drop of a hat just because of that. As far as their salaries, obviously salaries should be transparent to an extent as well, just because if you're going to have someone who's amazing and you know them amazing, say Shroud, as an example, just because everybody knows his name that's not associated with esports, just say Shroud was back on the team. He's was really good. They want to pay him a lot of money. Um, it's up to him to say how much money he makes, how much money he doesn't. As far as what these they're paying other players compared to him, com- keep that transparent and keep the respect that they want him, but not you know to show shame to other players that they want also. Fair enough. Bale, you got any 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 thoughts <laughs> regarding this? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we just threw threw Fail into this giant pit, and he just kind of yeah. like like he was he's interested. He's a hundred percent interested, and it's just yeah. like oh shit. Well, it's indeed. it's not just thoughts, questions too. I mean, like it, 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 if you know, it's, it's surely like uh, like the players sign contracts, right? So they at least know yeah. they're like they, they yeah, there are contracts you. involved. But the problem is is like they can anything, void contracts or yeah. orcs can void contracts at the drop of a hat. I, I, on- I think, you know, there's not a players association, so these contracts can literally hold anything. It's so scary though. Like, Oh, if I don't, if I don't do really well, like I'm going to get canned, you know, it's scary, I guess in right. the eyes of someone that does that. Right. As a, as a top player in C- what were you in Cisco? I forget. What? Like I don't, my like, MM rank. Yeah, yeah, whatever you, you know, played. I don't remember what my MM rank was. I haven't played CS in like four years. Okay, but it's been a while. you say you were really good. Like at the point of like being really good at a game, what would you want as someone who's really good at a game to be like offered to feel safe at going pro? If you were to, in hence words, probably like a set, a set like income would be. You know what I mean. So like, you would want a set income over instead of a set spot on a team. So say your income was going to be like just average, not like it it could it could change based on how the team's doing or not. But you say you'd have still numbers, you'd have maybe not great numbers, but you'd still have some numbers to pay bills and stuff like that. But your spot on the team was definitely secured. Would you choose the spot on the team secured or better pay? Probably better pay. So you would risk being kicked at any time due to bad play, play for just good pay? Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, that, that works for money, me. Money, 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 money. <laughs> so I guess, I don't know. I'm not worried about players being exploited. And I say that because I'm not one of them. So I can't honestly sit here and say I have genuine concern for these players. They're living the dream. They signed a piece of paper that hopefully them and some form of legal representation read they know what they have agreed to. So that's fine. I guess what I'm curious about, because we've got, if you look at Overwatch, their league, and I mean, that is probably the most formal version of franchise game as an esport. Oh yes. Yeah. I don't know why that didn't come into me earlier. That's what, that's what you're looking for? Okay. Yes. So, so Overwatch would be an example of that, where you actually have teams represented by cities. 
um, as opposed to just teams where you have to look up where they're from and you just know what country they're from, etc. But right, right. Um, but yeah, it, it's for my take on it. Like I would want some form of regulation to protect the players. I'd want their income to be somewhat transparent because then you could actually generate a market where you could you could base players' value based on the the average of that market. So you don't so companies can't lowball really new talent because they're just excited they're going to be getting money finally for playing a game. Um, yeah, I mean that's really it. I just I just wish that I'm sure the organizations themselves don't want this, but I just wish there was more red tape so the 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 competitive scene for any game could stay more static. The things didn't dance around a lot, so the general audience uh, like fail here who may not watch it at all, if if not uh, more than just rarely, can actually kind of follow it, follow along with it if they chose to, as mm. opposed to every time they turn it on, it just looks entirely different. Different team, yeah. and new new faces, new yeah. layout, new everything. It it's... looks completely different than it did the day before. Exactly. Now the the next segment we have is something fail that you you can actually talk about probably to <laughs> in length. Awesome. Um, which is developers providing anti-cheat. Now, this obviously, being an esports podcast, leans to that, but it doesn't have to in the case of your game. Um, and I honestly haven't heard anything bad about Hunt Showdown, Showdown as far as cheating. I'm sure it's existed. Let's not be naive. Um, but really, the the question... We'll, st- we'll start it with, with a, the, the first layer here, and then we'll break it into the esport one, so you can, you can talk in better length about it if you want. It fails. <laughs> so... With developers providing an anti-cheat, do you feel with most games that they're making an honest effort, or do you feel that they're just doing the the, the minimal amount? I think in most games, I feel like they do minimal because it's like, yeah, we have an anti-cheat, but it's like hashtag valve, yeah, but your anti-cheat, so. yeah, valve, or like easy <laughs> anti-cheat stuff like that, you know, like like I don't know, it's anti-cheat. You need it, but I feel like some games just throw it in there to say they have it. You know, is there a way to stop hackers though? And in, in all no. in all senses, is there ever going to be a way to stop hackers completely? No, not at all. No. So I like so Blizzard's. It, I like Blizzard's concept though. What's Blizzard's concept? Well, if if you got banned in Overwatch, your IP was locked, and you would not get a refund for the game, nor could any other game. You even if you bought a new license, you could not play. Weren't they the ones who sued also? I know Probably, Epic yeah. sues. Ep- Epic sues for hackers. Yeah. What I mean, if, is that is that is that the anti cheat right there though? Is that the way you just find them and you just sue the shit out of them? <laughs> I mean, to an extent, but if it's a twelve year old, then you're getting into yeah. into state laws. better parenting. Oh, yeah. that, those parents are just glad <laughs> their twelve year olds not out doing shit. drugs. They don't care if they're just sitting in there aimbotting, ruining you know? someone's fucking career. Yeah, but it's. I don't know. I I agree with you, Phil. Does Hunt, I, does Hunt have an anti-cheat? Yeah, yeah they use uh, Easy Anti-Cheat. Yep. Easy Anti. I saw it load up when we were Which, turning the game on. No, it's the same anti-cheat that uh, Warzy used. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> so it's really good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I assume that's sarcasm based on the laughter, right? Oh, uh, me and Wiley Warzy. have some good stories. So Justin and I met each other like what seven years ago or something, playing yeah. Warzy. And uh, yeah, Warzy was literally ran by cheaters and. It was like every you, like ESP, which is you know wall hacks, yeah. was not un, un or was common, whatever the word is. Yeah, basically everybody, ridiculous. everybody were having stare downs through walls and mountains. Yeah, so it became part of the game. It, yeah, it became part of the game. Like it was <laughs> you could just I tell just, by people looking at you. You're just like, oh man, here it is. I just don't understand why 
if they have cheat? to make why cheat? Well, no, I know why pe- why people cheat. It's because they suck. But I don't <laughs> understand why developers can't look. If you need to monitor, uh, I'm not going to be sitting here like you're invading invading my privacy. If you if when I launch your game. If that means that I'm going to have a far better chance of having an enjoyable experience, if you're sitting there going through like every file and, and root my PC has, do it. If it doesn't damage my PC and, and, and allows me to play the game the way I want to play it, fine. Because I'm, I, it's been years, decades for PC gaming, and we still have just as many cheaters as we did 10 to 15 years ago. Um, it's just insane. I don't. Valve is the is the biggest example. I saw some article. It wasn't even satire boasting about Valve's efforts to get rid of cheaters, and I like busted up laughing because it's. Are they even expensive to like do? Is it is because I assume it's just coding, like you were saying, to go through the computers. I, is that is it an expensive task? Is I that why they don't put as much if, money into it, or is it? I don't think it's necessarily. Uh, I granted, I'm speaking out of out of my profession um, here, yeah. but. I, I'm sure it it involves some form of investment. Yes, it it would probably be at least a noticeable chunk on the on the expense of a but game a, design. But, but on the game, if you imagine the game, like yeah. say I load up, say for Wiley's sake, I load up Hunt Showdown, and the first game, well, there's a trial phase. So I get out of trial phase, and I'm actually playing with players. And the first game I get, I don't know, but it's it's a it's a cheater say it's a cheater i don't know that because i'm I'm just getting into the game and i'm just like okay so that's normal and i so like i encounter other stuff and then i start to like see that like in this case i would say that there's a lot of cheese in the game because it's bad but i know that that's not the case but let's say that it is and in that case i uh i keep playing i'm like and then it happens again and it happens again i don't know i just think that i'm bad at the game and these cheaters are driving me away from the game so wouldn't you want to put more effort into an anti-cheat if you're starting a game that way newer players on a game can like become part of the you know part of yeah. the community and actually play your game like anti-cheat should be something if it's there i know at start of I like like starting games that just get like put out there i understand that you're not going to catch cheaters right away just because it's like it's just being launched one there shouldn't be cheaters in the first place right at right at launch that that's terrible if there is but you say like later down the road and the community is driven and you know there's cheaters how, how are you going to gain players or a player base or more on the community if the cheating is so bad aka rainbow <laughs> uh, who knows like i just feel like you should put way more effort into an anti-cheat. Like you should too yeah i my it's easier said it has to be something that's easier said than done like, I, just, to, right? I just don't think i i think developers have realized that if they put a baseline like there's a status quo of this is the expectation for anti-cheat this this is the level of attention it needs for people to still buy the game and I just think that most developers do to that extent. Valve is probably the baseline. They realize that if, if people run into cheaters, they're just like, oh, fucking cheater. And then they'll requeue and be like, man, hopefully we don't get him this time. And they just they acknowledge that players will just tolerate it. It'll upset them. They see, they see the numbers jump too. They see them. Yeah. They, like there's no way you do not see like the amount of like I actually think Valve's Overwatch system was really great. I think that was really great. I mean, it would have been greater if you knew when you filed one that you actually made a difference. Right, right, right. If it and was also, more. I paid to play this game. I should not then also have to work for you. 
right. know, try and secure the integrity of the game. That's kind of but they what tried. you should do with tried. my money. They tried a little bit. But more than do they still do that on Counter-Strike? The Overwatch know. system? Yeah. Okay, they do. Yeah, that still exists. And oh, probably even now more so because Overwatch it's entirely free-to-play. Did you ever do it, Wiley? It's like a little mini-game, dude. It's fun. <laughs> Is this person hacking? Let's find out. There was a lot of content based He's around like that, spin too. like you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 but then after they start spin-botting, you have to watch like the next four minutes of spin-botting before you can be like, yeah, he cheats. Yeah, <laughs> we, we know. We know. Yeah. It's very obvious. Um, but I don't know. I So, and, and I guess, Justin, this is my... In, in, uh, Fail. You can add to this if you want, but I know you're you're not leaning to esports as heavily as us. But um, Justin, as far as esports goes, I'll leave this to you first. Why should developers present your game, their game, naturally as an esports? So examples of this now, and while you probably weren't around CS when it was big into this, but you know you launch the menu and they've got stuff about their major or some pro team on it right out of the gate, right? So. Is it fair for these developers to present their game naturally as an eSport to their player base without providing far more of an effort in securing the integrity of the game as far as online play is concerned with a better anti-cheat system? Right. Italian I mean, 1944. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. eSports ready. Yeah. The, meme, the meme lives on, honestly. Dude, there's so many games out like that now. Or, like, even come out. And, like, I feel that's honestly and... I feel like every player can come to this as like, as you start to play a game, you, you will get worn out of it and you look for another game. And when you're a competitive player, that's what you look for. You look for stuff that's esports ready at the top of Twitch and competitiveness. And you look for that. I want to, I want to be able to show other people that I'm better than them. And that's what comes with esports and these games launch. Fortnite is a good example. Like they're, they didn't, they didn't come out and say that like they wanted to be esports and they made it sure that they wanted to be casual, but Fortnite still had a competitive scene and the people wanted to show that, but yet they, they gave it out there to players and they said, Hey, we're going to try for these turns. We're going to put this much money into a tournament base, but then they put no effort behind their esports. So it's just like, what, why were you advertising that you were going to do all this, but then you completely went to a casual side on it. And then another game would be, H1Z1, they started trying to get really big into that. PUBG, all these Battle Royale, basically all the Battle Royale games that came into this, they wanted to be really big into esports and they were trying to get on this esports hype train and say, of course, every other buddy, everybody wants to. The viewership is really big. And so they're going to try and put out like a marketing strategy to try and get people to come over for esports. But yet the game itself is completely busted. H1Z1 was busted at one point. PUBG had optimization issues out the ass. Like all these games want to be. Yeah, all these games want to be an esports game, but yet they're not putting in the money that they get in to optimizing their game fully and making it ready and making sure that they can do that and make a competitive standpoint besides third party, which goes back into our last stream where we talked about third party. Like it's always a third party per- like site that has to like do yeah. the work for them and it's come the up players with players that have to do it. Yeah, they're put, like the players beat them to the punch. Like we're tired of waiting on you. We're going to do this ourselves. But yeah, I went like, on a ramp because it annoys me. No, That's you're one good. Thing that just annoys me. I mean, Fail, when you played CS four years ago, did you ever get on ESCA? I did. I played. Uh, so I played on some amateur and some intermediate teams for Sevo and ESCA when I did play CS, and uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, That's so, about the extent of my. It was days. a lot of fun. So CS. For those, if you, uh, I'm going to be shocked if anyone listening hasn't played CS, but then that CS is really the one of the best examples both because of my experience with it and just 
of all the esports as far as first person shooters and cheating goes because ESCA came out and this is ESCA.net, I believe, if anyone plays CS and hasn't heard of this. And if you haven't, I'm shocked. But um, ESCA came out in 2004? 2005? 2004. And what it was, was uh, a group of players, some more famously known than others, that had a, a very good business acumen. And they invested in a very good third-party bit of software to uh, work as an anti-cheat and then allowed players to both play pickup games together, and it would track your stats, uh, and it would also allow you to make teams and, and play in their league for money. It would require a buy-in to play in it, but it just created a far more, uh, a far better system as far as integrity is concerned than what Valve offers by an absolutely long shot. Uh, just a, a ridiculous night and day difference. Uh, even server quality was better, so th that that's kind of what we're we're discussing here. Is it took uh, it took a party that had zero affiliation with the development or the management of the actual game to create a competitive product that far surpassed anything the game would actually provide. And the person, and I use this light that person, but the company making the game has a far bigger pile of cash than the group that put that together. Ergo, typically most developers don't seem to give a damn about anything competitive. Like, using Dota 2 as an example, they have, at least years ago, they had their um, big world tournament, like, bundle thing that you'd buy. That would give you, like, a compendium that you can unlock certain things. It was kind of, I mean, for Fortnite players, it was kind of like a season pass. And then it'd have esports players and kind of like a fantasy thing, and you could make picks. And then a percentage of that would go towards the pool of money to the players. So, but it was, it was, all a, yeah, to all players, but it would be a minor percentage, I believe, of the actual amount. I don't, I, you know, I, I could be wrong, correct me on Twitter CS, or something, but yeah, but it's not, uh, it's not a, it, I believe it wasn't all of it. And that literally gave the, the developer more money than the players, again, by all of the fans buying that little product. Uh, but then on top of it, they could also use X percentage to take their hand out of the pool they needed to provide to give the tournament winnings to the players. So it is a genius move, but at the same time, it's not helping the players really at all. Um, I, I don't think it was necessarily. I mean, it made the, the the percentage they were getting may have actually increased the pool. I don't. I don't think it was so. I think it did. openly corrupt like that, but it, it still was just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because they've they're making just oodles and oodles and oodles of money. On cosmetics and all of these little monthly they things they launch, and and these own. players are still fighting for commission winnings on a God. tournament and don't have salaries or anything. So it was just, Ridiculous. it was frustrating. And and Dota was look how much we've grown though. Yeah. Oh we yeah, no, grown. that's that's fine. But it's it's just I don't know. <laughs> I feel like all this is just with this I can't much help money think, involved. Well, I was just over there, with there could open, be open ears. Yeah, I I don't know. I just think that with this much money involved, there could be a far cleaner system. Um, that's that's really my point, and and it mainly mainly aligns to FPSs because I don't think Dota and League players have Does, too much concern with cheats. I'm I know that's out there, but not too much. I'm curious as to whether uh, fail if does does um Hunt Showdown have their like own leaderboard on in the, like their client whatever you would call menu of like the top players in the world, or do you have to go to a third like a website? No, they so they do have their own little leaderboards, but it's it's only like three different stats. It's like kill streak and then some other PVE based stats. Um, yeah, that's on Steam. 
that it's their stuff. It's not like any kind of third party stuff. Hmm. So, so what's that leaderboard that like when I was on your stream the other day, like they had a leaderboard and that's how you found that other 50th prestige or whatever. Did you have to go to a website for that? No. So, uh, I'm pretty, I just got, uh, what's it called? Like I'm pretty good friends with the devs. So I just asked him, I was like, who is this guy? And, Cause there's not a whole lot of 50th prestiges, which is the max level in the game. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was just like, who is this guy? And then whatever. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> That's... I mean, not, right. not like they didn't give me steam. Or anything, you know? Right, 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 right. They didn't, they would never release information right. about another player. Yeah, no, I got you. I, I see what you, That's pretty cool though, that you're but that like, close where you can ask and they'll just be like, yeah, so it's. Well, yeah. Cause like I was the first one to hit max level and then it was like. All of a sudden, out of the blue, there's this dude that's max level, and I have no idea who he is. And like, let alone he's on the U.S. servers and he's killing me. It's like, what the hell's going on here? Is there so, a pretty big? Is there a pretty big competitive competitiveness amongst the top players? Oh, like, absolutely. On the game? Yeah. Do you guys yeah. talk a lot of trash on each other? Yeah, all the time. It's pretty funny. That's see, that's kind of see, that's see, because the game has such a small player base, you are able. To, I, I know it's not like uh, an esports game. Obviously, it's not going to be. I I wouldn't say obviously. I, I can't put any game down for trying to you know try and be esports. Join the movement, but like that's got to be so cool for like that's their game is small. Sure, it's going to have its problem. Every game is going to have its problems with optimizing or anything like that. But the fact that the player base is so small, that you're able to get to know the community of the game, and also that'll help grow the game in the future. It'll help them understand what they need to fix in a in a and a timeline, I guess you would say. It's easier yeah. to see what's important, what's less important. If esport games were able to do that and not try to put just so much on content rather than fixing their game, I, I guess it has to be because it's so big that they're trying to get more stuff out. Like more I don't I don't know. Like why would they not just slow down and do stuff and optimize their game? I'll tell you why, Justin. Hide it with hats. That's the <laughs> that's the meta for, for the past two years. Don't fix it, just put more clothes in the game. And people won't <laughs> care. Ridiculous. Is there is there uh, microtransactions in Hunt? No, no. I looked. Oh, look that was there. the first <laughs> thing I looked at. Because I was look. just like, how refreshing. What what made you grow into Hunt so much, Wiley? I was, uh, I was just good at it. <laughs> just good at it? That's yeah, it. pretty much. Yeah. So every game you're not good at, you're like, this game sucks. Just immediate just uninstall and try a different yeah. one. I mean, yep. don't we all do that? I feel like I do that. Oh, it's, well, I was going to ask, uh, Vail, as far as Hunt, because we talked about it a couple times throughout this podcast now. Um, but to anyone that listens to this, what, why do you think the game has the smaller player count? I remember when it was on the top page of Twitch for the longest time. But what, what do you think has made that the numbers decline? Or, or what do you think people should know that, who may have not bought the game to try and get them to purchase it? So when the game first released in like February, it was, it was, it was a hot mess, like FPS-wise and just like laggy and bugs. And I think that's what killed it. It was just the, the original release of the game was just garbage. And so everyone that did play it, they sold like 100,000 copies or something, I think. And basically everyone played it and they're like, no, this is bad. And so they just never came back. But obviously it's a lot better now. And it's it's like a it's such a niche game. Like it's completely different than your normal, you know, battle royale-ish kind of game. I think it's it's just new to people and they just don't want to try it. I don't know. Do you think it hits growth spurts? Uh yeah, whenever they do patches, it it jumps pretty high. Yeah. One thing they they did a free to play weekend uh in August, I think, and it hit 15,000 players and then like as soon as it went off free to play, it was back down to 3k. So So was, do you think they should do more free to play times? Well, yeah, I think they should go free to play and then What if the game like, 
Oh, okay, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. So go free to play in the new. Okay, that's what I was about. That was my next question. You yeah. beat me to it. <laughs> I've been saying I, that for so long. Free to play is if the it next goes move. free to play though. You're gonna have the microtransactions jump up yeah. into the game, and then if less. Gaining, if you're gaining, you know, ten thousand plus players over your. I mean, like the other day there was like seven hundred people playing when I was on. But that's what that's what makes that's what kills the games is because then they get so much focused on the micro chain. That's, that's like, they, yeah. it, it almost, it's, I don't know if it's on purpose or they just get so much like growth hungry and they're just like, we need more growth. We need more growth. We need more growth. And then they just forget about like their original people who are just like, Hey, let's fix the game. Let's, uh, you know, let's get this, uh, back, back up on its wheels here. I've been, uh, missing shots that shouldn't shoot or missing pieces of my limbs that should be loading in anything you know <laughs> yeah it's definitely a touchy subject when it comes to growth on games it is which is actually just i don't know what do you think is uh do you have your eyes on the future of any like games coming out oh, that's a good question um, you feel. yeah, yeah <laughs> my, I don't think my life's I don't hunt know. showdown that's it <laughs> I, I will make this game the best on straight. steam by myself <laughs> I believe it, dude. The dude's a fucking monster at it. I don't know. Like, I haven't, I haven't really seen any kind of multiplayer games because I'm not really into single player. So, I mean, I could say like Metro nobody is anymore. And, like, Doom and stuff, right? Yeah. But, like first-person shooters, I haven't really seen anything that's kind of common. Right. I haven't. So, as far as first-person shooters, I haven't seen much. But as the RPG and MMO, of course, me and Matt have seen our eyes on stuff. So, real, real quick, Fail, I'm, I'm curious. I want you to elaborate on something, but it, it, out of context, it's not going to make any one sense to someone listening. So, and you correct me if I'm wrong in any of this, but Hunt Showdown, for those listening, the, the concept of the basic game mode Hunt is you've got teams of two. I don't know how many. You can either solo queue. Five teams of two. Yeah. Five teams of two on one map. You spawn within reason pretty randomly outside of being able to pick which area you want to go. Uh, the objective is to one survive two kill a monster it tells you what the monster is find it hunt it um, you then capture the bounty of said monster and then you have to reach the escape point the other teams that have spawned in can try to kill you to eliminate you as competition uh, and or to take the bounty from you if the monster has been already cleared in a, in a hope of also escaping themselves right in a nutshell that's pretty much the concept yep, basically okay. and you, you can it's permadeath to leave whenever you want pretty you can basically do whatever you want but the main goal is to kill the monster and leave without dying right and then as far because i'm still in in newbie mode but once you get out of that and you're past level 15 do you lose the hunter and your items yeah so when you die your everything that hunter has is just deleted and it when you in the upper echelons of you know the, the, the makes up the deity, and- yeah well the deity level that you're sitting at right now if you're one of the few max ranks in that game um, with the items that you actually have equipped, what kind of value are we talking? Like you can't even find, I mean, I assume everything's found or unlocked in the market, right? Yeah, For you, you're not going to find something in legendary in the game. No. Okay. So yeah, everything you can buy once you like, once you're level 100, you can buy everything in the game if you have the money. Okay. So there's still a grind though. If you, if you're new, you get to that point and then you're just starting to just sprint through and, and bleed money. Over a period of time, you're going to ultimately hurt yourself, essentially, right? right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had a few questions after but, this. But, but with, with that being said, now that the context has been, has been spoon-fed out, 
aside of the fact that you're just good at the game, because I'm I'm just curious for your taste in FPSs, what aspect of that mode is what's kept you to cling on to this game so much with the player base? I mean, is there is there some facet of Hunt Showdown that you enjoy so much that's caused you to stay as opposed to going back to CS or trying out Overwatch or some you know pick your FPS? <laughs> Besides being really good at it, yeah, I think I think it's <laughs> the the gunplay. Like it's not normal. The gunplay it's like not Fallout kind of. It's very uh, it's, yeah. I guess it's heavier. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know you got to lead your shots. There's no bullet drop, but you got to lead your shots, and then like. Each different uh, different kind of ammo type has uh, bullet speed, so you have to you know learn each ammo type, and then I don't know, just like the the permadeath system, it's like if I don't kill this guy, I'm dead, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I like a lot, and that and that is just like I've grown my channel on the game, so it's kind of hard to quit. Was that a hit in the face when your channel started to grow? Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Like I just went from like ten people to like seventy people in like a month, and I was like, what the. Did you even aim for it or were you like had how did you keep control of being like because I assume you had your original community of like friends that just kind of like came in as every streamer I feel like does. They always have their friends try to help support them. And then you go you get those stragglers who come in lurkers to come in and then all of a sudden it just jumps. What, what was your reaction? To like, how am I going to deal with this? Or like, what is my next step? Do I keep doing this? What is like what were your choices after that? I was just like my whole time. I was just like I don't even know what I'm doing right, but whatever I'm doing is 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 right. So I just kept doing what I was doing, and I was just like, we're just gonna ride it out and see what. I think it kicked me out. Basically, how I. What made you? When when was the decision to go full time, and how did you make that? I think it went full time in like May. I think it was May. Yeah, I was. uh, I started doing the the Prestige Fifty grind, so I was putting like. 16 hours a day into the game and i was like oh there's no way i'm working and doing this so i was like i'm going full time and yeah yeah that's pretty cool and and you're pretty good at the chat do you know like most of the people in your chat yeah like everyone in chat i've either seen in game or you know they've been there for a while like it's pretty crazy i'm running around the, the map and like i'll see someone's name pop up and on the screen i'm like oh i know who that is you know it's pretty crazy like i know yeah. most of the people in the community that's that's i mean that's cool that's a pretty pretty uh i guess well sought dream and you can, you're up there so yeah. uh, i respect it like kill someone in game and and when you kill someone it tells you who you uh killed you and they'll just come in the chat and be like Geez, yeah yeah no that's it. what i've noticed i was like how many people are just going to come to the, like they automatically know to come to your chat and just be like hey you killed me yeah and i wanted to say hey because you killed me and i knew exactly <laughs> where to come i'm just like how many people how many people yeah. just know that he's he's live right now Funny thing is, is like uh, when I first started streaming, me and my one of my friends that I stream with as well, we came up with a safe word, which is pineapples. So yeah. like, if you find me in game and you just yell pineapples, I usually won't kill. So <laughs> that's the safe <laughs> word. Yeah. There, there you Every go, Matt. time someone someone creeps up on me, I'm just going to start screaming pineapples in game and run away. <laughs> See, I think invoice game, invoice game chat is such a freaking. Oh, I love it. I love games. PUBG had that. That was uh, yeah, I love it, dude. It's so it, it makes was only, the game a little bit more fun, just a little bit. Yeah, it makes, it was only is enjoyable when when you'd actually like find a squad of four that were using it, right? Um, that happened to come across you. We ambushed four people in a car once, and they were all grown men, and they all just started screaming and yelling out like, or it was hilarious as we just slowly took them out, followed by curse words, and yeah. yeah. Um, 
No, right on. Thank you for sharing that. I've I was just kind of curious. I, I can understand, and I don't know why I didn't even consider that your most of your audience found you through Hunt Showdown. So you you want to keep that interest there, and you're kind of fighting the good fight to get that game visibility and and to help input with both the devs um, and obviously yourself with what you want to see the game become. So that's cool. Do you get I sorry I don't mean to get off topic. Do you get to test stuff? Do they tell you about stuff that's coming to the game? Do you get to test anything being sent uh, to them? They tell me some stuff, but I don't get to test any. Well, actually, I got to play. What was it? I got to play one of the builds early, but that, <clears throat> they tell me stuff all the time. But that's so cool. You feel like more a part of the game, like yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I got to fly out to uh, TwitchCon and got to play the new map. I was one of the first people that got to stream it and play it out at TwitchCon. Yeah, they so didn't fly you cool. out, right? No, I, all your I, all your pocket. Yeah, your purse. That's still pretty so, cool, though. Yeah. Did you get to meet him face to face? Yeah, most of them. See, that's 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 badass. No, I guess when you put that much time into their game, they got to respect you. Yeah, and then we got to like go to like a little after party thing they had and talk to yeah. the devs for like four hours straight. It was pretty. Oh man, getting to learn the wild side of where they came up with the ideas of all this shit. Yeah. But I've never done that with like CSGO devs, just drinking <laughs> just after go off hours and it'd be like, you're an I cheat fucking sucks. <laughs> the worst thing ever. It sucked for 20 years. You've never fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, uh, it's insane. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, guys, you won't believe it, but we've been going for 45 minutes here. So, um, fail. Thank you for joining us, man. I appreciate it. We, no we cut into your prime streaming hours. No yeah, pineapples being yelled out, out right now while you're with us. So thank you for taking that time. No problem. I appreciate Again. you having me. Yeah, and again, you guys. Catch him. Yeah, I was gonna say if you want to catch uh, the fail spawner on Twitch, it's literally just that twitch.tv slash the fail spawner, and you can find him on Twitter as well at the fail spawner. I like the consistency of your brand. Yep, yep. That works so well, unlike us, because you can find our Twitter at the sdcast. Makes absolutely no sense, but you've heard it, so you <laughs> might be able to find it now. It's the only one available. Um, it's all right, though. It's all right. We do like to do two different things before we close things out. Um, and Justin, I'm going to toss one of these to you. Um, I'm going to go... We, you might have noticed in episode one if you guys caught that. And it, it seems redundant at this point because we have a Twitch streamer on with us that we've already advertised a little bit for. Uh, deservedly so. But we also like to do a Twitch highlight for some streamer that you may not be aware of. If you guys like the Battlefield series at all, esports or otherwise, and, and talk about something that's very light and, and opaque, that would be the esports scene for Battlefield. <clears throat> you guys need to check out my friend's stream um he's more of an acquaintance but he has a very successful stream himself he just came back to doing it again uh it's twitch.tv slash d as in dog b as in boy or two he went by death burrito for a while um he, he is a, a <laughs> he'll laugh but compared to most gamers he's probably a senior citizen i think he's in his 40s um but he is one hell of a guy he he will get to know you every time you come in and say hi he's actually very good at battlefield um, and, and we decided to make this segment and when we were talking about how this show was going to be constructed, his channel was one of the first ones that came to mind. Uh, it's probably one of my most viewed channels, uh, next to now, uh, the fail spawners channel. If I ever am up late at night, cause I, I still eventually want to catch your stream. I do. I don't want, well, I, I don't want my... the night owl struggle to be, to be so real in my life that you can, you'll sit here and come on our show and I can't even come <laughs> in and be like, Hey, I made it. 
Uh, <laughs> fail, fail can be my highlight because I'm always in there at night. When I'm that, that'll work. That'll work. Uh, Justin, do you want to go over our little con- – and you don't have to go in great detail with what we've got right. on the sheet here for the product <laughs> right. highlight. I'm not expecting you to read the model number. <laughs> um, actually, I don't even know if it's fair for you to do this because uh, you don't, you haven't even had one of these have, before. I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah, okay. So, guys, there uh, – we we have something on here. I'll probably put it in the in the comments for the podcast. But if you guys do PC gaming or even console, well, I had console gaming. I guess it's irrelevant depending on the FPS. No, console still matters. Well, yeah, but they max at thirty or sixty FPS though. One hundred and forty four hertz monitors. Not, not the not the newer matter. ones. The newer ones don't. Uh, Showdown's coming out on Xbox. Is uh, it really? Yeah. There you go. Another topic, cross yeah, platform. Maybe. I hope not. <laughs> you hope not. <laughs> Then you, come on, you got to get that pineapples problem across all multiple platforms. Yeah. It's um, him, it's him. Yeah, but there's a, uh, if you guys have been looking for 140 hertz monitors to finally get into that scene, uh, to experience the difference, uh, again, we're not sponsored by any of this. It's just kind of a tip. I got 144 hertz monitor for the first time a year, two years ago ish. Uh, super worth it. Oh my God, it's entirely worth it. It's literally going from black and white to color. I, I, I kid you not. It is that visible a difference. And I'm sure, Phil, you can attest to this. If you ever play on a 60 hertz monitor, even if someone doesn't tell you, you can immediately notice. Yeah, I used to play CS on a 60 hertz and then I went to 144. Oh my God. Yeah. It's it's like your FPS doubles, even though it doesn't. Yep. It's just, it's everything's fluid, limited screen tearing. I even, I even, but okay, so I'm going to have, because I'm like, oh, my monitor does all this stuff. Who gives a crap? <laughs> so the point is if you guys have been considering it go i'm telling you from an esports perspective it'll make a massive difference in your game as long as your computer gets over you know 100 frames in the game on its native res before you even look at something fancy um but 140 hertz monitors there's some right now even after christmas that are only like 200 bucks for like a decent size they're only going to be 1080p but pick it up just look at it that's our little tip product highlight of the day um, if anyone was like, what was the model number? What are you talking about? It was an Acer brand, and it was XF240H. Yeah, good luck recalling that, but that's the model <laughs> number we found. We found that online. It had a great price on it, so I was like, this will be the product feature without realizing it's not like I'm going to read off this like 300-character yeah, URL string to you and hope that you can type it in real quick and follow it. Um, but that's really the point, is 144 hertz monitors are awesome. Stop steal or stop cheating yourself of the experience by having something 60 hertz uh, or ultimately less than 144. So go, I got a 75. Yeah, it still sucks. Go get the 144. Make your life better. Uh, but that's really all we've got. We've this will be the longest episode to date. Again, this was the Split Decision Podcast episode two. Three will eventually show up. I promise you. Uh, Justin, do you have any closing thoughts? Fail uh, that goes to you as well. Before you go, kick your stream on. Pineapples. Pineapples, dude. Pineapples. Thanks again, guys. Have a good night. We'll see you next episode.